Who can take the football, throw it downfield, read a defense and ensure their fate is sealed, Peter Man can, Peter Man can, who can take Buffalo, our depressed Josh, you got community, does a bear shit in the woods? And welcome back to the Week 10 Whiskey Dicks Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach, joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm great. How are you doing? Could not be better, which is a lie. If I was in the playoffs, I might be better, but uh, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen for me. But we have a great episode. I think we have a really, potentially a pretty dense episode for you guys. A lot of trades that we're trying to catch up on. Now we're getting into playoff time. We're really shaking stuff out. And as it typically happens to be during the final stretch of the season, we have another guest. It's a guy who I think everybody's been waiting for all year. Keeps blowing us off until now when I happen to be playing him. It is Daniel Hyder. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Have you been blowing us off? No, I have not been blowing you off. I've been aiming for week 10. <laughs> my my scheduled buy. It it looks like to me that mentally you feel like you're safe now. Now that you've really gotten a good landscape, you feel like you and your your team is pretty solid. You're going to be in the playoffs. I will not be in the playoffs. And I feel like now you view this as a safe space. Yes, exactly. Last year, I was a little apprehensive, uh, <laughs> which led to to excessive drinking, which didn't help my performance on the pod. Uh, There's no performance here. We're all friends. We're all friends here. I uh, 100% disagree. It definitely enhanced your performance. You were a star on the pod last year. And for those of you who uh, may or may not remember how that episode went, uh, there is a drinking game uh, every time uh, these two go at each other. So uh, the game starts now. Cheers, boys. I finished my drink during the the pre-pod dan dan what are you drinking right now uh i finished my black velvet and canada dry and i'm on to the jeffersons well that was a pretty gross statement in general um (laughs) but it ended on a high note gillis what are you drinking uh some boone county bourbon wow sounds like uh it's made up and it's actually moonshine Um, (laughs) i'm just I'm having a little Elijah Craig and uh, assuming I will finish and I got some Miller lights in the background. Sometime you just need some extra fuel to get around the track. And that's what these bad boys are for. I'm here for it. But uh, what we're going to do is we'll go through all the trades that have happened. Then we'll have our interview with Dan, so to speak. Interview is pretty loose there. Uh, and then we'll go through the matchup breakdown as always. We'll keep it quick as we have done in the back half of this year. But yeah, yeah. boatload of trades. You can always tell. That is getting close to the playoffs. And Alex Crouch is in the playoff hunt because he is basically making two trades per week at this point. He's a little nervous about his team. He doesn't know what to do. Every time he looks at it, he hates it. So he makes more trades. How many times is he featured in this uh, trade breakdown here, Josh? Twice? Three times? Uh, like every time. There's very there's very few, very few weeks where I have not mentioned a trade involving him. As he would like, though. I think that's how he would want it. Yeah, yeah, I think he I think he wants to be included. I don't think he likes missing out, so I think uh you know, he's out there making moves. 
uh, take us to trade number one that we have this week. All right. So before I get into the trades, um, just full disclosure, guys, I'm slipping. Uh, something about my actual job, I actually had to work. Um, and, uh, you know, until I can get benefits from Zach and actually get a salary, uh, I have to appease that job. So I do not have anonymous sources this week. Um, I'll try and get better next week. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, trade one, uh, Alex gets Gus Edwards, the Gus bus himself, and Mike Evans. And Joe gets Tevin Coleman and Kenny Galladay. Uh, Alex's take on it was, well, I definitely think there's a chance I lost that trade bigly, but I got two players I can slot into my starting lineup since I need points and wins right now. Joe's got the playoffs pretty locked up so he can handle Kenny missing a game or two. Broke my heart, though. Uh, Joe's take, I think it's a good trade for both Alex and I. It's a win-now move for him and a playoff move for me. I'm hoping to be in a playoff spot, so I wanted to improve the ceiling for my team. I think Kenny G in a contract year will do great when he's out there, and I'm expecting him healthy soon. Wanted to wanted to diversify my team as well as having three Tampa players was too many going into these crucial weeks. i got to agree with that on at least Joe's part. Uh, Alex. Alex's take on his own trade, pretty self-deprecating. Pretty Alex, if I'm going to be honest. Doesn't like to get his own hope too high there. Uh, Dan, do you have a take on this trade? You you tend to get a little spicy. Uh, Alex told me earlier in the season that Kenny Galladay was off the trading table. Uh, I think because he's the Lions fan and whatnot. But um, I kind of agree with him. I think he might have lost it. Um, not sure what the Gus bus is going to do for him. Um, I think Mike Evans is going to be the odd man out. Uh, but I think he took a chance. And, and like they both said, he's in a win now situation. He needs someone in there that can put up points. So I, I get what he was going for. Was that a biased take because you have Chris Godwin? Who I was going to say that that is 100% biased. It's 100% biased. But I mean, the, the stats have shown like basically when Chris Godwin plays, which is been every other game this year when Chris Godwin plays though Mike Evans fades away and now you have Antonio Brown who in his prime was a was better than Chris Godwin was but they're kind of similar players um so I think they're just gonna have I think you just you pull more from Mike Evans and maybe some from Gronk um but I will say also Chris Godwin basically like his hand does not look like the hand you would want from someone you're throwing the ball to his hand um, looks like Jason Pierre-Paul's hand. <laughs> I, there's more blocking it, though, right? Like, Jason Pierre-Paul, like, his finger's out of the way, whereas Chris Godwin has, like... Are you saying his finger is out of the way because he doesn't have a finger? <laughs> exactly. Like, I think that might be a better situation than what Chris Godwin's got going on. I'm definitely a little worried about him. Um, but, but, yeah, I still... I would probably take him over Mike Evans. Yeah, but I mean, at at that point, you guys are just fighting over the third and fourth wide receivers in the system because it is very clearly Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller. Uh, <laughs> then knew, you guys can fight over the scraps. I knew he was going to get thrown in there. Good old <laughs> Scotty Miller. Boy, I, yeah. my, guy, my guy has been doing his best Cole Beasley impression all year, and it has almost paid off for him. But it looks like he's getting snuffed out on the roster. He's snuffed himself out a few times there. I, that's by, Tom's by fault. being bad. No, the ball's too good. He's used to Jameis's balls, so he <laughs> he he needs Tom to throw worse footballs. <laughs> it's 
not his fault. It's not Where his was fault. he last he week? Knows. <laughs> he only knows one thing. That's right. But yeah, I think, I mean, personally for me, Mike Evans is super volatile. Uh, like Dan was saying, I don't know. The consistency's not necessarily there, but the touchdowns are. Who knows? This past week, uh, Bruce Arians said, get him the fucking football. He was open a lot. So we'll see what happens next week. That whole situation is very scary. But go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Josh. Take us take us through round number two of these trades. I think another familiar face is in this one. Oh, it sure is. Uh, trade number two. Uh, Zach gets Mike Williams and Will Fuller, and Alex gets Allen Robinson and Debo Samuel. Um, I know you guys were paying attention a little bit, at least this week, when uh, Debo was traded uh, with T.Y. Hilton and Eno. I don't even remember that running back's last name. but. Uh, Two players got dropped, and one player actually made it to a team, and everyone was like, what the heck's going on? Uh, it's because the 49ers played Thursday night, and they were executing the trade on Friday, uh, so they kind of had to wait, but Debo was part of the deal. Um, Alex's take on it, uh, I don't love it, but I knew that going in. I wanted Robinson because, in theory, he's more consistent rather than the boom bust of Williams and Fuller, but I def don't think I want the I won the trade. Lulz. Uh, Zach's take, pretty simple. Fleeced him. Um, didn't really ah, feel like elaborate. You got the same. So you got the same input Ben got. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when so I was in the car <laughs> driving, and uh, he he says, "What do you think about that trade?" As I'm going against him, and I'm like, "Well, like, yeah. I mean, seems fine to me." He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing it. I just uh, want to make sure I wasn't losing my mind." And then, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I it's really hard getting uh information from someone i think we we did this with dom when he was on the pod we're like i'm listening to trades and it's like yeah that would probably make his team better but i'm going against you this week like what how do i how do i stay impartial but uh also not help you beat me and it was a very awkward spot to be in but that's pretty much it yeah uh dan do you have an initial impression on this trade when you saw it uh i did not i didn't know what was going on um because of that whole like Debo came late and stuff. I I think like yeah. I mean, if you saw me in the group, me, I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened here? There was right. like a player. Uh, I think it was some Cardinals backup that went to Brand, who he immediately dropped, and I was like, uh, I'm just confused overall. But also, I'm I'm actually more upset that it was a leftover part of this trade because I wish that just was like a thing someone did. They <laughs> traded a player so someone else could drop him, like. I was far more there for that than sure. it just being some leftovers on whatever happened here. Yeah. Uh, I think Debo, like I don't pay enough attention to any of the 49ers receivers cause they're just relevant so rarely. Um, but I'm pretty sure Debo is supposed to be really talented. Backs? I like 49er running backs because you have multiple very relevant. Can I interest <laughs> you in one Jamichael hasty? Uh, maybe actually <laughs> talk to me after the pod. Um, uh, I will then, talk to you during the pod later on. Can I interest you with a Lamar Miller? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Will Fuller was the best player. Um, and... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I might disagree with that. I mean, he's been good every week, right? Whereas Allen Robinson has been good most weeks. And rarely bad. Well, I think Will Fuller has just scored, like, what, five straight weeks? Don't get me wrong. Incredible. Ride the wave. Hot yeah. hand. But also, like, literally unsustainable. 
I don't know. I feel like we've we've been seeing that sustained by a few players. What do you, I mean, what are you projecting him to score 12 touchdowns this year, one every game for the remainder of the year? Because, like, you should trade off people on your team actively right now that Zach would probably give you for Will Fuller. So even if you take away his touchdowns, though, I mean, he's got three games with 100 yards or more, um, three games with five or more tu- or five or more receptions. And I'm just going back. Don't, like don't get me wrong. I know the yards are there. I just think consistently Allen Robinson's has those performances and more as opposed to Fuller. You think Allen Robinson has what games more? Target and reception games more. Because, sure. like, if you look at the past two weeks, it's been, like, six and five for Fuller. Um, and then coming down the stretch, he goes Indy, Chicago, Indy. Like, it, it gets – and he has a New England in there, too. Like, it gets it gets a lot worse for uh, Will Fuller, especially down the stretch. My I – think, I think something that when you look at Alex's team, um, he's built on – some running backs that uh, haven't been healthy yet, but uh, for all intents and purposes, he's expecting to be healthy. And I think that could maybe change some things. So like James Robinson, uh, Chris Carson, Joe Mixon, when those three are healthy and running, maybe he's looking for less of a boom bust in a, like a Mike Williams, and he can get a little bit more consistent Allen Robinson target share. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think team need is is kind of important, and I think – or, or, or how your team is constructed. Like Zach is struggling right now through injuries and uh, everything else that he needs. He needs the big play potential a little bit more. Uh, whereas Alex might be looking for consistent points, consistent six and three and trying to compete in the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, overall, how do we feel about this? Just kind of fair, kind of whatever. Kind of whatever for me. Um, I think you guys did convince me on why they would have done it. I think Josh... I think Josh is right. It's more Zach needs the poppers. Alex wants the consistency, right? Yeah. Like you said, the schedule is not as friendly for Will Fuller as it is for Allen Robinson. Yeah. So um, I just want to make a point that Will Fuller and I have gone against each other three times through nine weeks of the season. So Zach, if you're listening, hold on to Will Fuller. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm done going against the guy. He's had one week where he hasn't been double digits, and I didn't play him that week. I played him in the other three weeks where he was doing great. So We'll get him on someone else's team. Hold, I'm, I'm, hold me, on to him. Let me pull up that schedule right now, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Hold on to him for dear life. Uh, Charlie, Joe, Ian, if you could trade for Will Fuller after this week, that'd be really great. Okay. Don't do it. Uh, more trades to be had before we really – break down dan our honorable guest who has graced us with his presence so go ahead into trade number three here zach uh by zach i mean josh (laughs) by josh i mean let's go to the streets (laughs) trade trade number three uh alex fear gets uh robert tanyan and christian kirk and dom gets mark andrews uh alex fears oh all right, I'll finish this trade, and then I'll, I'll have to get to the streets as soon as I can here. Uh, Alex Fear's take, uh, Tanyan has been uh, more productive than Andrews for the year. Maybe not as of late, but got Jacksonville this week, and I'm desperate with three of my top four producers on – or three of my top producers on by. And Kirk had double digits in his last four games. Seems like a no-brainer. Also couldn't pass up 
another opportunity to start two tight ends. Thank you, Alex, for listening to the podcast. You psycho. <laughs> Quit playing two tight ends. Uh, Dom's take. Uh, you know about these things before I do. Uh, well, I built up some depth with my last few trades, and now I'm cashing some in for what I hope is a solid upgrade at tight end. Plus, beating a man who's starting two tight ends just leaves you feeling dirty. Hopefully, the rest of the league will now be spared of that burden. Uh, doesn't sound like we will. Sounds like he's going to try and run two tight ends all the time. Yeah, it seems like uh, two tight ends are going to be pretty common. Um, when I look at this trade on the surface, honestly, don't even know why Robert Tunyon's involved. Uh, Robert Tunyon, I'm sorry. That is uh, Christian Kirk for Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a pretty loaded tight end, all things considered. I don't know. Any Anything outside of Travis Kelsey is like really difficult to judge in the tight end landscape. Uh, there's another tier below that. And then outside of the, what, probably two to three tight ends beneath Travis Kelsey, it's just they're all the same. They're literally every tight end is the same. You're just hoping guys score. Some guys might have a better track record than others of scoring points, but it is still, it is really difficult to trade or add in tight ends past that point. And Christian Kirk, though, is just, maybe he's trading off a hot end. Don't get me wrong, I think Mark Andrews is better than Robert Tunyon, but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Dan? Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I would not have traded probably... Christian Christian Kirk away. I think he might have been the best player in this trade. Um, but I do like what he was going for, how he was kind of trying to shore up that tight end position. Uh, the Ravens have just kind of had it like an anemic passing offense, though. Um, I don't think Robert Tunyon as much. I think he had his moment in the sun and he's done. Um, so I like what Fear was going for. I don't think it'll play off. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I think it, I think Fear might have gotten the best player, though. I mean, take, I don't know. It's hard to take stock in that, too, uh, just based on the way that that Arizona offense operates. It is uh, Kyler Murray comes first. Everyone else can fend for themselves sort of thing. Uh, But if we're going to cut to a little breaking news, uh, my man on the streets, uh, Joshua Gillis, give give us a breakdown of what you're hearing right there, uh, live in the league. Live in the league, I'm, I'm literally, I got sources. Is responding to me. Uh, people are going nuts right now. Uh, Alex has made a trade to acquire Michael Thomas from Ben, and Ben gets Chris Carson, DJ Dallas. Uh, so I reached out, and Alex, uh, his his really his thoughts are obviously Michael Thomas is an asshole, but hopefully he's still good at football. Uh, that was pretty set. Ben is in the middle of typing; hasn't quite gotten me his thoughts on his side of things. Uh, I'm guessing trying to shore up backfield, and um, but we'll wait. We'll wait till my source comes in on that. Um, in the meantime, what do you guys think? I think Ben was very rushed in getting rid of Michael Thomas after one week. I mean, this is a guy that he drafted in the first round that just pretty much hasn't even played football. And last week, you, I don't know. I think you can't judge Michael Thomas on last week. They dominated the the box in literally every facet of the game to the point that it was Tom Brady's worst loss in his career. Yeah. Dan? Uh, <laughs> I think too little too late for Ben. 
I, I kind of like the trade in a vacuum, but it's just like, why, why did he wait until after he traded away? Why did he wait until after he traded away Mike Williams and Keenan Allen? And uh, like now he's starting Corey Davis for sure. I, I was trying to trade for Michael Thomas basically all year. And Ben kept saying, oh, he's a first round pick. I need a first round pick for him. So it's like Aaron Jones or bust to get a dead racist Michael Thomas from his hands. Um, and I wasn't willing to pay that. I think like it's kind of a wash right now. Yeah, he called he called what's his face a cracker. Does that make him racist? I think so. He hates white people. Mm, I don't know. Breaking news: Dan is uh, reporting that uh, if you call someone a cracker, you hate white people. It's a thing. Maybe maybe not necessarily. No, it's a thing. I'm going to get back Boy. to... Uh, I'm not going to edit that one out. We'll leave that one in. <laughs> I'm going to get back to Ben. Uh, he got back to me, and I think this text is kind of fitting for what you guys are talking about. Uh, his response to thoughts on the trade is very simple. I just don't know what I'm doing anymore, Gillis. MT had a disappointing return week. Carson seems like he's coming back soon. I still have receivers I sort of like. So it gives me a real running back starter to pair with Golomium. Knock on wood. I'm assuming that's Wayne bench. Gallman. But uh, he he likes Wayne Gallman. There's a world where Wayne Gallman gets out snapped by like Alfred Morris this week. <laughs> he, but he's a <laughs> big fan boy though. That's his boy. He's a big fan. He's got the jersey and everything. I don't I don't know why, but he's he loves him. Yeah, I just like Ben's team a lot more when he's got Lockett, Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, and then uh, either John Brown, Corey Davis, or Mike Williams. Yeah, could if we could if we could literally transport Ben's team like four weeks ago, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, Michael Thomas, uh, and Corey, and, and like you said, like John Brown, Corey Davis, uh, Mike Williams, whoever you want to fill in. It at that point, if his goal, like knowing his points for right now too, like if he's trying to make the playoffs, he probably could in the sixth seed with yeah. just super heavy hitter wide receivers and Pat Mahomes, and anyone he wants at running back. Yeah, that second running back would be weak, but it'd be... His whole goal should have been trading away John Brown, Mike Williams, or Corey Davis for a running back. Any running back, that like like a Frank Gore, like a bad running back who's going to guarantee touches and never goose egg him, probably never get below like a four or five, because he has guaranteed locked in like wide receivers. Yeah, he uh, he's had an interesting year. There's no doubt about it. Um, you wonder, I think, Zach, you were talking about it earlier before the pod kicked off about, like, the trades that you had made and looking back and how it would have shaken out or could have shaken out uh, a little bit differently had you oh, not sure. That There's definitely been, I think he even alluded to it at some point, whether he was on the pod or maybe in the group me, but, like, boy, if he just didn't, if he just kind of let it play out and just see where he'd be at, I think we're all in agreement that, I mean, he was locked and loaded at receiver. He had Pat Mahomes. You aren't necessarily, I think with, with those receivers and Pat Mahomes, you probably aren't getting Sacco. Like there's probably like some sort of floor there where, yeah, you might be having a unlucky season or whatever, but he's still, I mean, would we say they were all separated by 21 points for the sixth seed? So like he's still having a, a relatively solid year in the point score department, but, um, but you got to take your shots too. So I, I, I don't want to 
you know, sit here and it's obviously hindsight's 2020, but um, boy, just doesn't feel like it's shaking out in his favor. I'll take every piece of the Seattle offense I can get. I like Chris Carson. I don't know. I think it was a little rushed. I don't think he needed to panic just yet. He was like, like we are saying, he is in the run for the playoffs. And I would argue that for rest of season, Michael Thomas scores more points than than Chris Carson, which is essentially the trade he did. It was a one for one. So mm-hmm. I might take that bet. Oh, do you want to? A little shotgun bet? Uh, sure. Let's put, put it on the board. You can take Chris Carson. I'll board. take Michael Thomas. We can do a shotgun bet rest of the season points for starting week 10. Ending week 16? Uh, yeah, 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 playoff end. We don't need to go to 17. That doesn't matter. Sounds good. Yeah, six week. I think Michael Thomas will outscore Chris Carson. I'll take that, yeah. Josh, on the streets, any other information that you have from them or an anonymous source or anything like that before we uh, kind of move on here? No, uh, I got everything out of those two guys. And like I said, the anonymous sources, uh, just I don't have it in me to get to get to everyone this week we'll we'll pick it up next week and uh You're up your wells here what are you doing listen man do you not I, have enough bribes on the table i have i have been i don't sleep anymore zach i am out there 24 um, 7 i'm i'm trying to trying to get information trying to ask for a raise i'm uh, not giving you a raise I, listen if i don't, I don't get a raise, i don't know what you want here you're not getting it the, this is the kind of B minus quality you're going to get if I can't get a raise and or health insurance and can stick to one job. But that's Look, pretty much for, form a union with your other employees. I, I, I'll do it. Don't you tempt me. Yeah. You, you, all of you guys get together. You come at me. That's fine. Yeah. Meetings, meetings set next Tuesday. We're, we're good. Sick. Employee union of one. <laughs> Outside of that, we will, uh, yeah, we'll just move on to our guest, guest of honor. Dan, are you nervous? Last no, week when not. Ben was on, he was nervous. Are you nervous? No. I, Ben's tilting. I'm relaxed. I'm on my bye week. Just, <laughs> just kicking back, Oof. having a nice glass of whiskey. That's been a, I think you've said that multiple times now. I'm going to keep saying it. It's true. So, so what are you going to do if I do happen to win this week? Ooh. Jesus, I don't know. I would assume you would change nothing. You haven't won the league in eight years. I don't think you'll win it this year. I'm assuming you will just go on as usual business. No, it's fine. I'll be fine. I'll still make the playoffs. (laughs) Dan's over here like, I have a wife. I have a dog I dislike. A cat that I definitely like more. We'll be fine. Dan will be fine. Dan, we're going to do this. Come on, Dan. I will say last week you nailed it. I think everybody picked me to win against Ian. But Zach, you called out. You're like, you know, there is a world where Ian beats me. And I was thinking it. I was like, I kind of traded with a, the intention of like, I would lock up last week. And then it was pretty close. And I also almost played Des Bryant just to be cute. And I would have lost by less than a point. Ian blew his load. All of his wide receiver rushing touchdowns. The majority happened on me last week. That's One true. happened on you. Who was that? Yeah. One of them got one on you. Uh, probably it was one. Samuel, right? Oh, he might have gotten two on you then. Yeah, he had 20 points or something. Dude, my guy is the king of sorting out uh, wide receiver rushing touchdowns. I've never seen anything like it. it. You know the irony in the Curtis Samuel thing is that, Zach, years was it last year, maybe 
maybe last year or two years ago, one of the two, uh, we had an interesting debate on Curtis last Samuel. Last year. You were, last you were year. DJ Moore and I was Curtis yeah, Samuel. Yeah, last year. And Curtis Samuel, and we ta- you talked about how good he had looked, how fast he is, how he's healthy, and all this stuff. Well, they've just finally unlocked his true potential, which is to be the goal line wide receiver <laughs> running back of some the sort. Like, it's it's wild. Good good on the Panthers, though. I, hey, I hear you. Also, Ian, just keep putting it in chat. I tell you what, if he's healthy, I don't have a choice. It could literally be – I could be in the finals of the laydown Larry Invitational to compete for Sacco. If fucking Nathan Peterman is the starting quarterback of the Raiders, I will play him. God, wow. That would be – that I, might be the greatest I swear thing. I will play him. Oh, I would be I, so excited to see that. Is this one of those rare occurrences where you're allowed to wish for injury? <laughs> it might be. might be. I think you are. I, I don't want to say that, uh, but at the same time, like, boy, yeah, I'm, hard, I'm hard-pressed to say no. I don't know. All know. right, but Josh, Josh, we have a guess. We're talking about ourselves a lot. Let's yes, talk about yes, you. Let's yes, talk about you. Um, right, right. We'll, we'll start with a little softball here. Your season overall, how are you feeling? You're sitting in a good playoff position, six and three. That seems to be the hard cutoff line for having a good odds, uh, having good odds to make the playoffs. How are you feeling? I feel very good. Uh, barring unforeseen circumstances, I'm going to be probably benching either Chris Godwin or Melvin Gordon. For the next few weeks, um, I think that's I think that's a good place to be in. Um, if you had to look at your season so far, who would your biggest regret be, and would it be declaring you have the potential for all your players to be in the top ten in their position immediately after trading for Melvin Gordon and him putting up under ten points two weeks in a row? <laughs> uh, you're, keeping, you're keeping track of that better than I am. <laughs> No, I think if I had a uh, if I had a regret, maybe it would be Drew Sample. Oh, it had to be. I was I was sitting on that. If you said any other um, name, I was going to jump on that. Free samples. It doesn't matter if you don't like it because you didn't you didn't put anything down for him, did you? No, I didn't. Uh, right. I mean, I, yeah, I dropped some spare you change. Put zero fab on that guy. Zero. Yeah. Uh, I didn't spend any more on him than I did on Tim Patrick or anything. Two guys who haven't touched your lineup. <laughs> I have played him multiple times. I played him the week he got injured, too. That was rough. Smart play. And I played him the week before that when he got 12. Uh, but is Drew Sample your biggest regret so far? I just yes. I don't know how it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. How would it not be? Well, I think with the I cherry on the top. I, mean, I don't know what was... it would be. It's like, in a way, it's like no harm, no foul. The, um, the cherry on top was the the shout out to everyone else's scout teams and calling for two touchdowns. I think that <laughs> that had that had everything going for it. But you were you before anyone literally acknowledged you like you guys are idiots. Drew <laughs> Sample's time is coming. I was really proud, man. I did some research and I was like, yeah, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the next big thing. I, I actually. I thought about it a lot, and I would be like, who would I be most sad if I didn't get? And I increased it to 25. That might make it worse. But outside of your regrets, what, what do you think the biggest reason for your success is so far here, Dan? 
what move have you made that you attribute to your your playoff position that you're in? Uh, drafting. Well, if I have to pick one, it's got to be Kareem Hunt. I kind of uh, ignored the running back position after grabbing Aaron Jones and grabbed Kareem Hunt late, and he is a stud, and I think he will continue to be pretty good. Um, I don't. I felt like me and Ian's trade was pretty mutually beneficial. Um, I think he'll be good, and I think he is a big part of why I won. I agree, I actually. I mean, it was one that. of the reasons I think you got the most shit from me, in particular, uh, especially post draft. Um, and it was just someone who I didn't think that offense was going to support and or split carries in a way that could be beneficial to one and or two running backs, and it was absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, he had a good year, and I think you traded him away. Well, what did you trade him away for? Traded him away for Darren Waller and Raheem Mostert. So I sacrificed a little immediate success for, for some long term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Mostert's a popper. So. Um, yeah, as long as he's healthy and he's back, I think you're good. Yeah, which is a big thing. I mean, is he back week twelve? Yeah, so next week will be bye. Um, I'm glad they're resting him this week for my bye week, and then uh, hopefully he comes back after after next week's bye. Though I think they did actually say they're hoping he comes back after next week, so we'll see. Um, as you know, there there kind of is a running joke on how you draft. Do you feel like it is justified? No, not at all. I think I draft phenomenally. Phenomenally. I think, I, I think I've I had how many years like, out of the past eight have you drafted phenomenally? Uh, like six. So you're saying in six out of the past eight years, six out of the past eight years after your phenomenal draft, you have ruined yourself. No. Then why haven't you won? Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that was so savage. <laughs> um, I didn't win because... Skillis, Skillis, that's a big drink. Oh, it was a long buddy. setup for that punchline. It was a long setup there. I don't know if you can I, hear me, but I've been filling up for a while. Like this has been this good, has been a good, good job. Good. I, I finished. I have finished what I had to drink, and I am now on beer three. I only have four here, so I might have to get more if we keep going. Can you there order are, West Virginia? Yeah, I I got some moonshine on speed dial. I guess. Hey, there you go. What what has happened with your six out of eight phenomenal drafts that you have fucked it up so bad that you haven't won in eight years? There are three reasons. Ooh, uh, love them. The first is I did not deserve to win. Uh, I did encounter Dom and his poppersonly.com or whatever it was in the playoffs, except actually that might have been, I might have mixed up the name there. I think poppersonly.com might have been Sacco. Um, but I did encounter Dom in the playoffs, but I, I got there on two back-to-back Bilal Powell 180-yard rushing games with four total touchdowns, um, so I didn't deserve to be there. And then God. the other one oh. was uh, Robbie Golding uh, ended me and my morale. Um, the year I lost to Dom in the, in the championship was the year Dom drafted perfectly. And then you would try Dom to trade him, and he'd be like, no, I think I'm good. Perfect year. Yeah, it, I mean, it was perfect. Um, I, I've never drafted that well. I'll say that. Some would argue you... you've never drafted well. <laughs> Some would, but they would be wrong. I think for the past eight years, they might be correct. Most of my current team here is was drafted. The core components. 
that is not true. I think one of the best things that you did was trade Russell Wilson and Kareem Hunt, two of your staples of this roster. That's that is how you get better. Who had strong trade value. Yeah, no, I'm saying these are good things. You did you did good things this year. I'm I just I feel like you're attacking me, but I don't know how. All I'm saying (laughs) is you said you're a phenomenal drafter. I'm a good I'm a good drafter. I'm a phenomenal drafter. But you have also not won for eight years. So I am asking what happened. And all you've said is Dom's better. No, I said I didn't deserve to win because Dom had a perfect draft. And then I said Dom was better. What did I say? (laughs) Robbie Gold sent me to the shadow realm on Monday night with 29 points. Now Um, we're blaming kickers. He was the 49ers kicker, and I believe I played Raheem Mostert before he was cool, um, and he didn't do anything. That, that always pays off for fantasy football. <laughs> Playing players before they're good? <laughs> that's, that's another big issue I have. I had Antonio Brown like three years before he was cool to own. Dan. Yes. I've had a question. I've had a question that has been on my mind for a long time now. Sure. So. Fantasy football, yeah, it's a fickle, fickle mistress in a lot of ways, right? You yeah. you pick players that you think will be good, and they bust, and they and they uh, don't pan out, and then they move on, or the next year happens, and then they become the studs that you thought they were going to be, and you hold grudges. Uh, not to say that I've ever done that to anyone, David Johnson, <laughs> but uh, you would never. Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. Uh, but how? What is your stance on uh, Derrick Henry? Yeah, he's a dumpster. <laughs> I, I do not think you should hold grudges. I think it's bad for fantasy. But Derrick Henry's a dumpster. Um, <laughs> I drafted him in the first fucking round. That's another player I had before he was before he was good. I had him, and he like he never had over like 80 yards. Like he had like 70 yards was his best. He had like one touchdown all year. And I think I dropped him in week 10 and then he fucking put up four touchdowns and 200 yards. And he's been a, an RB one ever since I had a running back who was not rosterable in a 14 team league with two flexes. We might not have had two flexes. Then. Players don't exist that aren't rosterable in a 14 team <laughs> Literally everyone is rosterable. Who did who did Luke draft this year? Luke drafted someone non-rosterable. Who did Luke draft? I don't know. He drafted someone that Charlie physically couldn't put on his team. Yeah, he had to get like Baker Mayfield or something. You believe that was a troll? Oh, for sure. You know what else is a troll? Derrick Henry. <laughs> Dan, will you ever will you ever have Derrick Henry on your team? No. At any point? Like next year rolls around, no. It's the third he, round, and he's still. He could, there. Off, he could offer me Derrick Henry for Lamar Miller right now, and I'd turn it down. And that's like <laughs> not even that's not even a fucking joke. I would turn that shit down. <laughs> uh, for those of you at home listening, I, I hope you've uh, kept up with the drinks that that are going down right now. Because if not, um, this they're, probably... coming, they're coming faster than they were early on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You gotta start it slow for the people, and then then you then you ramp up. So Zach, if you do win the Sacco, do you yes. think you can beat Ben in a beer mile? 
Uh, yeah, it won't even be close. Won't even be close. I think I could probably. Ooh, wow, this will be a statement. I think I could probably like sub thirteen, sub twelve a beer mile. I don't know what Dom ran. He ran like a twelve, thirteen, right? I, I thought or he ran like, he like a 14. 14, 15? Around fifteen, yeah. I think I could. I think I could sub like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, I think that would be a very competitive beer mile between the two of you. I I know for a fact he ran like a casual ten miles like a month ago. That doesn't mean it was fast. That's true. I mean, it's true. But you can like if you can run ten miles, then you can get your mile time down. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, from like yeah, yeah. For me, like I've always felt like if I had to win a beer mile, I would just have to get my mile time down to like six minutes, um, and then that gives me eight minutes to drink the beer. Well, for you, you would. Ha- I mean, I don't know. Right. you'd have to run like a four-minute mile in order to do anything. Right. Your biggest competitor is Luke in a beer mile. I don't know That's what you would true. do come beer three. Oh, I'm pretty sure if I run a beer mile, I'm I'm vomiting. Right, but that's a penalty. That's a penalty. Is it? Even yeah, if you're you done, have to run an extra lap. Yeah. Even if you're done. Uh, I mean, what's what like the time? The no, no, How long full, after? You can full complete and vomit. You can full complete and vomit. Okay. I believe. Yeah. That's what I, I can hold it for that long. I think. Oof! I don't know. That's what I said, dude. I'm getting the mile time down to six minutes so that I can casually drink my beers and still have a chance to be competitive. Yeah, but it's lap beer, lap beer, lap beer. You don't just run a mile and then try and drink four beers. I it's it's not the the running, it's not the exercise and drinking com- combination that makes me vomit. It's just it's the drinking. speed. It's I got you. Drinking drinking quickly. Yeah, doesn't seem to work. I I so I like I've never done it. But I would worry about after beer three, before beer four. I know the first two beers, I'm like very confident I can be totally fine. It's after I drink beer three, I have no idea where my body's going to be at. Right. I would just try to focus really hard on convincing myself the beer was water. Let's edit that out. It's it's good to hear <laughs> you admit that you would just vomit immediately. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 go back to football. When when Dan uh, started fantasy football back in high school, uh, and he was really getting into it, uh, he one time and I want I'm just checking to see if this is still the case, Dan. You at one time told me your favorite teams in the NFL were the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. You never let me look at that. Do you have a favorite team, or are you still are you still rooting for both of those teams? Which, no, my, by the way, I'm, are definite rivals. My favorite team is my own fantasy team. So you don't have any favorite team. You've never let me live that down. Dude, I didn't grow up in a. I didn't grow up in a sports household. I didn't know that was taboo. Right, I listen. just. I watched the Thanksgiving game, and there was a lot of turnovers, and I was like, "This is fun football." <laughs> <laughs> that's how I picked the two of them. I think I, well, they they play every Thanksgiving, right? Or it's just the Cowboys play every Thanksgiving. Cowboys, yeah, Which, Cowboys. Seems kind of like bullshit. Yeah, that's how they're America's team, Dan. They Dan, let's uh let's really dive into your football knowledge here. If what franchise would you compare yourself to when it comes to fantasy football? H- historically, like you as an owner, what team are you most like? It's gotta be the Patriots, right? Since they've won the most. Oh my god. 
Oh. On a podcast with someone who has won more than you. Okay, are you counting the eighteen team one? That's why I would compare myself to the to the Packers. We won the first one. They won the first one. They have the Favre year and the Rodgers year. I have two with a with a year or two years in between. Pretty pretty apropos. Okay, well, you might be the Packers, but then I'm going to compare myself not to a team but to Bo Jackson, the guy who was also good at baseball because what? I won the fantasy baseball league. So if you're going to pull in that 18 eight team league championship, then I'm going to pull in my baseball championship. What is what does that mean? It means that I'm better than you. No one respects that here. You can <laughs> you can walk that back home. You can hold that up for Jen later. <laughs> Reasons you should respect me. 101. <laughs> Stay with me PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an actual team you would like to compare yourself to how about how about the Steelers how about the Steelers what do you mean how about the Steelers can I be the Steelers they've got what I think three with Roethlisberger yeah 2006 that's about when I started 2006 2009 okay that's fine how about that how about the Giants yes actually the Giants might that actually might work I think. Giants might work yeah, Zach. literally 2008, 2012. I think, I think the Giants work. Zach, Zach, if you could, if you could, please read the italicized uh, just after that question there on the on the Google Docs. This is unprompted. This has been put in there for hours today. Eli Manning's Giants. This is Josh's answer. Technically a two-time chance, but no one really believes he was any good and got lucky. <laughs> Did you? So you I, called me as the Giants. I put that there. I put that there the second that I was scrolling through and filling out some of the uh, the quotes I was getting from guys and everything. And I, I always scroll through to to read what we're gonna ask and stuff like that. And I put that in immediately once I saw it. I even asked Zach if he had read all the way through it or not, and then I was just waiting for an answer. But dude, hot damn, I not that's pretty good. That. That's pretty good because it's it's the right answer too. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Man. That feels good. Eli Danning. Honestly, that's a great answer. You it are is. the Eli Manning of this league. Well, no, I'm the Giants. <laughs> well. I don't know. Do you want to be Daniel Jones now? I thought I was complimenting you for a second. <laughs> uh, I'll be. What about Ahmad Bradshaw? He was on one of my championship teams. Ahmad Bradshaw. Which, which speaks Bradshaw. to how long ago it's been since I won. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. Maude Bradshaw and Maurice Jones-Drew. Brandon Jacobs? Brandon Jacobs. God, I had him for a minute. That dude was six foot eleven, but ran like a seven-second 40 time. He just he just he was bigger than his offensive lineman, but boy, he you couldn't get him going. He was Derrick Henry if Derrick Henry wasn't athletic. <laughs> he was just he was just a really big running back. <laughs> he was... <laughs> is a big guy dan if you could humor us one more time if you could delve into that mind and make one more comparison if you're going to compare your current season to one current team this year who would it be i don't understand the question (laughs) but compare my current team to (laughs) to a team this season oh okay uh loaded question loaded question 
Yeah. Oh, very. Again, are you going to pick the Giants? No, they're not doing well. <laughs> you said again. Uh, it honestly, it could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, elaborate, elaborate. I'll I'll entertain that. Tell me where you're going here. A uh, lot of a lot of very good talent, uh, but they're six and three. Uh, trying to put it all together. Hopefully, they'll be uh, be able to put it all together for the final stretch here. Uh, your reasoning sounds like you could just pick a six and three team. <laughs> I guess we could go with the Seattle Seahawks or the Arizona Cardinals because they've had stellar quarterback play all year long. I could go with the quarterback, the the Cardinals. I'm sorry, not the quarterbacks, the the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals are no good. Tell me more. They're fine. They're five and three. Don't compare me to the Cardinals. They're, they're probably the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to compare yourself to one team in the NFL, which team would it be? That's a good question. I think I think I got yours, Zach. Josh, who would yours be? Do you have yours? Uh, I haven't thought much about mine. I think Zach's would be the Patriots, just because he has one. I believe that. That's through. a little savage. Going going through a rebuilding year and uh, really. I'd agree with that though. Like Aww. so many weeks this year on paper, they should win the game and they just don't because they're not a good team. Do you remember? Not a good team this year. But based on pedigree, you just believe that they should win, and it doesn't. That doesn't actually matter. I interrupt for a brief prediction from Dan and Josh. You guys were asking me a bunch of questions, and then I said, uh, who is better, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? And that was 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah things that probably that real. whole thing will get edited out. That can like, all go, that... yeah. They were right. <laughs> the Week 10 matchup breakdown, Week 1 is going to be, oh, yes, this is very good. Alex Fear, 2-7 versus Fresh Prince of Hell Lair, Michael George, 4 and 5. Josh, if you don't mind taking a look at these matchups and telling me, who you like to pick more than the other? Who are you going with? I think uh, I don't know. I think James Conner is going to feast. I think Carson Wentz is going to feast. I like I like the matchups on MG's side a little bit more. And uh, you know, Alex Fears deliberately starting two tight ends, and so I'm deliberately not going to pick him. He's going after you in the heart with the double tight end start. It's all right. I can take it. Dan, do you have a have a pick in this matchup? No, I mean, I think it's easiest to argue from Alex Fear's side. Uh, the only spot he looks like a clear winner. Um, well, okay, I'll give it two. Um, but that would be Christian Kirk and Josh Allen. I think those are the only spots where I, I feel comfortable putting money on them outscoring the other side. I think MG wins top to bottom pretty much. But yeah, Fear... I, well, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, Fear's crippled by buys it's a tough week for fear this was his he named his team after these weeks so yeah i i I guess that's fair i mean when i look at fear when i look at mg i'm worried about the carson wentz start i just don't know like you would love to think carson wentz and the giants is going to be very good but who actually knows if that's going to be a thing um but then fears team like antonio brown didn't exactly come to fruition i don't Count Robert Tunyon as anything. Uh, Duke Johnson is all based on a concussion. I don't know. I think I'm actually going to go with MG this week. 
Uh, so what's the overall count here? I got an MG. Dan, MG. Josh, are you MG? Yes, it's a clean sweep. Clean sweep for Michael George. We'll move on to the next matchup. That is Jet Black, Khaki Slacks, Dominic Bertolini. Uh, the old Tortellini himself, four and five, or is formerly known as Mouse Cop. Zach Brand, three and six. Kind of an R.I.P. Zach Brand if Christian McCaffrey is not going to play this week. Josh, what are you feeling? Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Uh, my guy, my guy, Zach dropped 120 points on me. Only to, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. He's done. Um, he's got Christian probably out. Uh, doesn't sound like Justin Jackson is going to be playing. He's going to be starting a combination of Mark Ingram and Rex Burkhead uh, as it looks right now because the, those are the only two running backs he has that look like they're going to play. Uh, he also needs to get after getting a tight end, but roster's locked, so good luck. Uh, long story short, does not have enough firepower. Dom's got this one in the bag. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty lopsided. Uh, Dom should beat Zach pretty easily. Zach just is uh, very, very weak at running backs, and his best wide receiver might be Cole Beasley. Um, Dom, I think. I think Dom's Strong argument for Zach there. <laughs> um, but no, I think I agree. Uh, when I look at Zach's team, it, it does really suck the uh, – uh, Recent development for Christian McCaffrey is pretty debilitating for him. Hate to see it. I don't trust Justin Jackson, although I think uh, he could maybe beat anyone in the league with Cole Beasley, Will Fuller, Woo! the Heat. But uh, I don't think I don't think it's gonna do well for him in this matchup, especially as someone who's on the fringe of the playoffs. I think that's gonna really kind of cut down his chances this week. I think I'm gonna go Dom as well. I think that's another clean sweep. We'll go into the next matchup. That's going to be Curtis Samuel L. Jackson's Ian Gallagher, 6-3, and three, versus Ben's 11, Benevolent Elephants, uh, Ben Tiller, 3-6. and six. Josh, what do you have for me here? This one is a wild one. This one is, uh, I haven't believed in Ian all season, and he's constantly proving me wrong, versus Ben's, I uh, haven't believed in, in Ben all season, and he's constantly proving me right. Um, so... I guess by what I just said there, I should probably stick to my guns and go with Ian to win this one. Ooh. That's a quick result there. Dan, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, once again, I kind of think uh, I think the trade I made with Ian was pretty good for him. Um, getting Kareem Hunt in there is going to be very helpful. And J.D. McKissick, honestly, has been solid. He's been worthy of being your you know, seventh best skill position player. And that's what it is for Ian. Uh, Naheem Hines has had a lot of opportunity, hasn't had a ton to show for it, but it, he has shown that he can do it. Um, so like between those two, that's kind of probably the battle for worst play in the matchup. Um, I'm looking at Ben's team again and actually thinking about how Christian McCaffrey might not play. I might have to flip flop here. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely close to a toss up. Um, but I think it's probably going to come down to uh, if Ben gets a good game at a cam or Corey Davis, it probably cancels out two of Ian's players and JD McKissick and Naheem Hines. So I might. For the sake of making it interesting, go Ben. Ooh. I was about to go Ian. I was about to go Ian, but I think I got to go Ben. 
I don't even know if that's too hot. I think for me, it comes down to if Christian McCaffrey genuinely doesn't play and Ben gets another clean start on Mike Davis, that sways a fight that I think is not in his favor. Like if, if I don't know, whoever else he was going to start at that running back position looks pretty bad, but now he gets a guy who is easily a, a double digits uh, potential and Lamar Jackson is underperformed. And and then if you look on this team, I mean, Curtis Samuel is he's been scoring a lot lately. But how how consistent are touchdowns? Where are we looking at here? I think Ben really does have an opportunity to to sneak one out here against a playoff team in Ian Gallagher. I think based on what I'm looking at right now and rosters lock. I think I'm going with Ben Tiller this week. I think that's a double Ben one Ian against Josh here. Yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, I don't think you guys are necessarily wrong. I just think uh, we've we've gone against Ian. I think if you roll the tape back, probably seven of the nine weeks, and so I'm I'm tired of being wrong about it. This is a tough one to pick. Oh, that's fair though. Also, but, uh, while we're here, yeah, Ian in his in his on the streets take to Josh said he has a no trade clause with me, and he <laughs> broke it for that trade, and I. <laughs> Ian, I found that hurtful, dude. I only, <laughs> only, only, only ever have your best interests at heart. Uh, and I I think that was hurtful, and I think you should take it back. It can literally not be possible. I no one ever like that. I'm so glad you shared that, Dan. Thank you. Yeah. That made me laugh. If you had his best interest at heart, you would just give him your best players for nothing. It's true. Well, I also have my best interests at heart. My heart is a big place. I have a big heart. I have a big heart. Next matchup, hot matchup. Dan is going to be interested in this one. It is the Ballad of Scary Terry, Joe Calvin, Shinzo, 6-3, East India Trading Company, Alex Crouch, 6-3. Uh, Josh. We'll go to you first. Dan, hold those takes. Make them spicy. I don't like Jake Lutton. Um, as Lutton. Lutton what, whatever. I don't like him. Do you have uh, a Lutton allergy? I, I, I do in this case. Look, I, I know he had a, he had a solid game for, for being a young guy coming in, going against Houston. Uh, you know, it was good for him and everything else. I just – I don't think he's fantasy worthy right now. Um that's that's pretty much where I'm at. But uh, Alex is definitely mixing up his team. Uh, this probably isn't going to be the same team, even though rosters lock. I mean, getting Michael Thomas in the last second there. Um, I do think he is building something, and I am getting more, growing more and more concerned. He's got a couple of guys on by, but Joe is is got a lot of questionables. But uh, if they play, if things hold, uh, I, I'm going to go Joe. Um, He's 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 got a decent team. I know Dan said he he didn't like it that much or whatever. I don't even remember what he said. Uh, I I think Joe's definitely putting up points and he's been out there every week pretty consistently. So I'm uh, I'm gonna stick with Joe. All right, Dan, go ahead and give us your give us your thoughts here when you're looking at your competitors. Uh, they definitely are my competitors. I will have my eye on this match matchup. Um, I wish Alex wasn't playing Chenault. Um, because despite showing potential, he keeps just not doing a whole lot. Um, I agree with Josh on Jake Lutton, um, but I think I am going to pick 
Alex. Um, <clears throat> assuming all these players that are questionable play, uh, James Robinson's been a stud. Joe Mixon um, has been good or great. Uh, Mike Evans has a shot as always, but don't love him. Uh, Michael Thomas could be a stud. Um, Dalvin Cook, like all it's going to really take for Alex to have a chance is Dalvin Cook to come back to earth um, and Aaron Rodgers to not be spectacular, right? Um, you know, score 20 points and Dalvin Cook scores 20 points and I think Alex, Alex has a chance. Uh, David Montgomery might not play since it's a Monday and just a concussion. He probably will. Um, but even if he does, like you're still just getting David Montgomery. Um, Kenny Galladay is probably not going to play. Uh, Ronald Jones might field touches to Fournette. So I, th- I think Joe's team is trending down until Kenny Galladay comes back at least. I think that's, I get it. I think that's fair. Um, I do think Joe has the formula to win in in this league, especially when it turned to 14 teams. It is a strong quarterback, one strong running back, one strong wide receiver. That's pretty much all it takes. And if you can get consistent points out of those three positions, and I think Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Terry McLaurin, I think those are the guys for this roster, especially especially with the other players that I'm looking at. They can do that. When I look at Alex's, I think, I don't know, maybe down the line they can do that. But at least for this week, I have enough questions in them that they might not. For every Dalvin Cook at Chicago, I have a Joe Mixon at Pittsburgh. I don't know. I think I have enough uh, matchups that either even out or I go for Joe that I would take Joe this week. Would it change your mind if I pointed out that Terry McLaurin now has Alex Smith throwing to him? Nope. Wouldn't make any difference. I think the way that that offense works, Terry is the only one that really rises to the top in that offense. Literally, regardless of who's throwing to him, he's had Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen now to Alex Smith. He's produced no matter who is behind the helm. Spoilers, but does that mean you're not going to start Logan Thomas? If Scary Terry is the only one who can, can rise up? Oh, we'll see. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Uh, next matchup, we have Get Stick Bug Law, Luke Wagons back three and six versus Aunt Becky's Prison Pocket, Charlie Earhart three and six. Josh, what are we looking at here? Boy, isn't that a great question? Luke is projected 110 points. I'm curious how often that the, those words have been said in, a, in in all year. This is probably his best lineup, though. I mean, this is uh, everyone relatively back and healthy. Um, Miles Sanders is supposed to be back. Uh, this is, I mean, this is his team that he's going to go week in and week out if he can help it. Um, no no major buys, no major injuries. I don't want to hear about Frank Gore, Luke. I don't mm. want to hear it. Don't tell me about that nonsense. Uh, meanwhile, Charlie, um, boy, this is a tough one. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna go Luke because because I don't see Frank Gore in the lineup so why the hell not? Ooh the anti Frank Gore take Dan what are you what are you thinking? Yeah I will probably go Luke as well uh, which is pretty crazy um, but Charlie is opting to not play any viable running backs leaving Lamichael P Ryan on his bench oh Lamichael P Ryan's on by. 
Uh, yeah, Charlie doesn't have any running backs to play. Um, so it's got to be, be Luke. Can I interest you in Jordy Howie? Mm. No, you can't. <laughs> Charlie will play him. Charlie loves a good Jordy Howie. Charlie does. I was happy might, to see Charlie have him. He might have to. Might have to love him. Um, I think this is the first time, maybe all year, you could look at Luke's roster and be like, "Oh, this is full strength. This is what he has." Like going out there 100 percent it is pretty hard to bet against him right now i mean miles yeah. sanders is finally coming back super involved keenan allen brandon cooks antonio gibson brandon Ayuk looks like he's even on the up and up there was a mike williams ir i believe so mike gesicki even gets a bump there's so many reasons to vote for luke here uh it is really hard because charlie still has his floor russell and Henry, but I think if I'm voting for Charlie, it's all because I'm looking at like DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Parker, Emmanuel Sanders. Do I believe that those guys can get it done? I do not. I think this might be a week where we all pick Luke. He will hate this because I think he will admit that that means he loses no matter what this week. Um, but I think it's going to be a 3 0 Luke. Ooh, Luke. 3-0- Lucas Wagons back over the commissioner, Charlie Earhart. Glad we could jinx you. Have, have fun. Have fun in the bottom, bottom four, Luke. Glad we could jinx you. We'll move into the uh, penultimate matchup. That is Denver Nuggets dream team. Co-host Joshua Gillis, six and three versus the first place team in the league wash period fantasy football team. Ryan Lachey, your team name sucks. Eight and one. Uh, we'll go to Dan here first. Dan, take a look at this. These are your competitors in the playoffs. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win? I was looking at this earlier. I think Josh will win. Josh. Yeah. I th- Wait, why do you have Derek Carr in? He's just chilling. Okay. He, he, well, the roster's locked, dude. Um, he just, I think the roster's do lock. He's not starting a quarterback. Do you... Does that mean you want to play Derek Carr? Derek Carr will beat zero quarterbacks. Yes, I will get more points out of Derek Carr than I would than he will with an empty spot. But continue. All right. Um, I was gonna pick Josh pretty confidently, but then I saw he was playing Derek Carr. Uh, no, I think I think Josh is gonna win. I want Ryan to win because at this point, like, I'm not gonna catch Ryan, but I can catch Josh, particularly if Ryan beats him. Um, because I'm going to win this week. And then my next two matchups or next three matchups are pretty winnable. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think Josh will win. I want Ryan to win. It doesn't wow. matter who Ryan puts in at quarterback. He will, it, he'll find some way for it to, to work out for him. Right now, as, as we look, uh, we have the double IR, Nick Chubb, Alan Lazard. I do expect both players to play, but if they don't, it sucks for Ryan because the roster is locked and he doesn't even have a quarterback. When I look at my co-host here, my guy has a full, hella healthy lineup coming in. No injury designations, nothing top to bottom. How could I not bet on what a what pristine men he is rolling out there? I'm going to go with Josh. I think he's going to get the better of the league leader right now. I think I'm going to go with uh, go with Josh this week. I love it because uh, I'm going with me as well. Look, uh, I am fired up. 
this is uh, this is definitely on the calendar every year because I'm going against Ryan Lachey, and uh, that guy sucks. He's the worst, and I want to beat him. Um, history will tell you that Ryan's got an advantage, but uh, I'm I'm changing that. I'm changing that narrative, and it starts this week. I don't give a shit about his stupid ass mind games. I know he's putting Ben Roethlisberger in his lineup, but he's being a little bitch about it and keeping him on IRs. And rosters fucking lock Ryan. So just so you know, you don't get a quarterback. Yeah. You just idiot. so you know, Ryan. You stupid idiot. I'm gonna wipe, idiot. wipe the floor with you this week. The floor. It's gonna be the next ten years of me just dominating you, and it starts this week. So get ready for it. In decades and decades. The, decades. The man skips the Sacco Bowl one year. Listen to him. Decades, Dan. Decades. <laughs> decades. All right, that'll take us into the final matchup of the week. That is the Nathan Peterman Revenge Tour. Myself, three and six, versus uh, Daniel Hyder. Our guest, six and three. Thank I think that's the nicest name that I've given you uh, all year. Is just your name. Toss it to you. Me and Dan can have our closing arguments as we see fit. Go ahead, Josh. Sure. Uh, Look, when I'm looking at this matchup, you may sit there and say, well, Josh, look at the projected points. Um, I mean, 118 to 87. And I'd like to point out that ESPN doesn't know shit. All right? We we beat the computers. Harder than the machine. In the first seven weeks. We're going to beat them in the next... uh, Whatever, however many weeks. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. But uh I look, you you don't have the two tight end in there, so that's good. Uh Devonta Adams is a beast and I don't I don't know. Dan's Dan's got some question marks here. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Zach. I'm gonna go Zach with the upset just just to spoil and rain on Dan's parade. That's bananas. Dan <laughs> Dan that's fucking bananas. What do you have? I'm, I'm on buy. I won't. <laughs> I I won't <laughs> give this matchup an analysis because it doesn't it's exist. I bench your players, you coward. No, it's, oh, so I you're still, not on buy? I still want to score more points so I can catch Josh, but I'm on buy this week. Oh my god! Go goodness. on. This is a judgment-free zone, Jen. Get out of here. Oh my goodness! Don't drag your wife into this. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to win. I, I win it. I, I don't know why you don't have Josh Jacobs or Logan Thomas, your two best players in your lineup, but, um, yeah. I'm gonna win. <laughs> I mean, I walked into this, uh, week and I looked at you as someone who has less championships than I do. And I was like, you know, what? I don't even <laughs> have to roll out a full roster. Uh, the Devonte bookers, the Jamichael hasties, Damian Harris, Jordan reeds. I can just roll them out and I'm, pretty positive that they can beat you only because I'm a, I'll get the most out of my players, but no, I'm going to pick myself this week. Me and Josh will pick myself. Dan will pick himself. I like to see the confidence. You can't, you can't win unless you believe you can. Uh, two for me, one for Dan outside of that. That does bring us to the end of the podcast. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. What a gracious guest. Uh, Dan, do you have anything for everyone that has been listening before we get out of here. Uh, no, thanks for having me on guys. Uh, everyone who has never been on the podcast, 
uh, you guys should get on sometime. It's always fun to hear hear new people get on. Um, and yeah, I will be back next year when we play each other. Unless I'm having a bad year, then maybe when I play someone terrible. <laughs> you love to see the confidence. You love to yeah. see the confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will echo what Dan says. We have had a lot of repeating guests this year, but for the people who have never been on the podcast, the MGs, Alex Fears, Ian Gallagher's, the 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 people who might feel a little less represented on the podcast, just reach out. Wednesdays, 7.30. Come on the podcast, talk your shit, say it, with, say it with your chest. Other than that, Josh, you have anything before we get out of here? No, you guys nailed it. Don't be cowards. Come on the show. All right. No cowards allowed. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That was your Week 10 Whiskey Dicks podcast. Until next time, go fuck yourself. See you later. See you guys. Ta-ta. Are they always two and a half hours long? No. <laughs> <laughs>